only the fittest and most adaptive survive. The most successful then also evolve into unicorns, or dare I say it, dragons. <laughs> Right, my bold and beautiful crew, we're back and we're continuing to talk about why some companies or startups are, you know, really successful versus others. And so we've talked about how passion keeps it sexy and how all our lives, we're grinding all our lives, just like Mr. Nipsey would have said, rest in peace. Um, you know, but we're talking about grinding with respect to, you know, just being gritty and removing those pesky life or whatever the hell else barriers get thrown in front of us. And, you know, but I actually think the best of the best also have one more unique thing about them, and that is that they are highly adaptable to their surroundings. So, you know, just like Darwin talks about evolution and survival of the fittest, and P.S., okay, the earth is round and evolution is real because science and if you don't really like that or believe that um you know this episode is probably not for you and so I'll just tell you that now but so too do some startups survive because you know their founders and team are highly adaptive to the ever-changing landscape which like nature can be hella harsh sometimes okay so let's chat a little bit about Darwinism adaptability, and startups. So fun fact about me, I'm moderately obsessed with science. Um, I was a biochemistry major in college. Uh, I loved science. I loved thinking about science and, um, chemistry, physics, quantum physics. And, uh, but turns out I, I didn't end up going to medical school because I hated lab because they kept telling me to be quiet all the time. And you can imagine, um, how shittily that went. But anyway, <laughs> why do I like science? I like science because science in some respects is like magic, but real. <laughs> and I, I've always just been fascinated with, you know, for example, how some creatures against all odds and no matter you know, whatever's thrown their way, no matter the cataclysmic event, still find a way to survive in their environment and not just survive, but then also thrive. Okay. So any of you who have paid any modicum of attention whatsoever in school or to the internet or have ever, you know, been alive, um, you've heard of Darwinism, right? Darwinism is natural select, the, the concept of natural selection or the theory of evolution of a species by natural selection. So said more plainly, it basically describes organic evolution, which results in speciation. So, so the theory goes that, you know, we all started as a single cell organism and evolved based on our interaction with our surroundings and survival related thereto. Um, and the fittest end up, you know, evolving and changing and, you know, we ended up as humans and not as squids, which I love the giant squid, by the way, or uh, pygmy goats, which my husband won't let me get, but whatever. Um, so cute. <laughs> but based on adapt adaptations um, to our surroundings, we evolve. And, you know, the most superior end up at the top of the food chain or destroying the environment. You know, however you want to take a look at that here today. 
Um, but anyway, the key is really, you know, small adaptations over time and, and over cycles, which make a species better suited for its environment. And the best suited survive. And not only do they survive, but they thrive in that environment. Okay. Now, when we think about why some startups survive, you know, be it small economic changes or cataclysmic black swan events, I would argue, you know, something similar, we'll call it Darwinism for startups, uh, plays a role here too. Only the fittest and most adaptive survive. The most successful then also evolve into unicorns or dare I say it, dragons. <laughs> Let's really think about this. Change, even the tiniest, smallest, little change is hard. Okay. And most people are change averse. And so because most people are change averse, you know, and those people are in turn working in companies, change within companies becomes very, very hard. And, um, you know, most do, do not do super great with even the smallest amount of change. So let's be real. How many of you out there have ever been a part of a business or an organization or whatever that has enacted even a simple policy change or a small change event? And, and people just lose their shit over this like tiny little change. People cannot handle it. And, and I'm, I'm assuming all of you is the answer to how many of you have ever experienced this. And, and then you actually see that some of the team members who can't handle the small policy change or other type of change end up not surviving with the team, okay? They're not adaptive. And in turn, they, they die off of your payroll. <laughs> um, so now think about, let's think about that on a grander scale, right? In, in entrepreneurship, startups have to be almost constantly adaptive. You know, they're adapting to customer requests and feedback and pricing and things of that nature. They're adapting to how much money is, or more likely than not, is not in their bank account. Okay, they're adapting to what an investor indicates is their interest or intention. And then they have to adapt on an even larger scale to economic conditions or changes or shifts. And God forbid, they have to adapt to black swan events like the 2008 financial crisis or what we've seen recently with COVID. So when you think about all of those almost endless encounters <laughs> with, with things that necessitate adaptation, it's no wonder that startups begin to speciate in their own way, okay? You know, some are going to say, hey, I want to choose the lifestyle path. And for clarity, the lifestyle path, um, I think some people give that a bad rap. I don't think it is at all. You can have a pretty sweet friggin' life making two million bucks a year on a lifestyle business, um, you know, run the right way. So, hey, <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty sweet adaptation. You just chose not to take on venture funding or growth capital, and that is A-OK. -okay. But some speciate into, um, you know, lack of an, an ability to adapt or change. Those who don't adapt tend to perish. Uh, you get those who can only adapt so much and have a failure to launch, if you will. So they sort of have a capping out or capping off event. You get those who you know, adapt well until I would say that they just don't. And maybe that's a leadership change or a cultural change, but they, they effectively just stop changing. Um, and then you get those that just keep growing and evolving and adapting. And, and that usually is also ingrained in the, in the culture of, of that business that change is okay. It's encouraged. It's normal. 
And so, you know, if you're thinking about how do we constantly shift and adapt, who's an example of that, you know, I'd point to an Amazon, right? They started selling books or maybe you started selling your books on Amazon. And now I am unclear what they do not sell. Um, I don't really need to leave my house. And I know most of us didn't during COVID because of Amazon. And so, you know, and those that a company like that has adapted to all sorts of changes year in and year out to and include now two cataclysmic events. And, and all along the way, they've continued to evolve and shift and grow and adapt. So now, sure, founders and teams of unicorns and dragons have to be passionate about their goals and they have to be gritty to push through the obstacles, but only the most highly adaptive and continuously adaptive truly evolve into the unicorns and dragons that they, you know, initially aspired to be. All of that adaptation is uh, hard, nay, exhausting and hard, which is why most companies can't do it or they fail to do it or they cap out at doing it. Um, because even if someone's high, a company is highly adaptive or the teams are highly adaptive, at some point they run out of passion or they run out of grit type energy to continue to, to change within their environment. And so the, the question then becomes for leadership, right? You know, as the leader, you have to ask yourself all sorts of questions like, you know, how are my team members handling change? Are they handling change? Are they not handling change? Do I need to hire new people who can better handle change? Are you not handling the change as the leader well enough? You know, do, you know, is there an event that's happening that you do need to adapt to? Or is the adaptation of your company to stand firm in the storm and let this situation or whatever's happening blow past you? That's a tough one to call, right? How inspired are your teammates to push on? You know, that's a, hey, do I push down on the gas or do I let up a little bit and let people get their bearings? And that's a delicate balance too, because you can't constantly be doing that because at some point you slow down on adaptation and theoretically you could then die. So as a leader, you need to know when to really accelerate that adaptation to not only survive, but to thrive. So I would say Darwin was on to something when he noted survival of the fittest. And I would tell you the world too takes notice of those who against all odds figure out how to thrive you know, through adaptation to evolve into unicorns and dragons, going from a tiny little startup in somebody's basement or somebody's garage to IPOing and make pe making people billions of dollars, right? Evolution and speciation, those are real in nature, okay? <laughs> because science is real. Um, <laughs> it's real in startup culture too, but the question is, can you adapt to thrive or will you perish out of an inability or unwillingness to change? The difference, though, between evolutionary change and startup speciation is really a conscious decision to adapt or die. <laughs> so the question as a leader becomes for you, what will you choose? Thanks for tuning in this week. And remember, don't just be bold. Be adaptive. And be bolder. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Insta at BeBolderCast or visit our blog at TheBolderLife.com. 
you have questions or suggestions for me, leave me a message at 614-706-6693. 